Turning to Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sit upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. One cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. The post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Amen. And we know that God will bless the reading of his word to all of our hearts this morning. When we come to the end of ourselves through circumstances and severe pain and fear about the future, we begin to see the brevity of things. And we begin to think about eternal things. And all that seemed important now seems unimportant because of the change of circumstances. When I was in Ukraine and I was speaking to some people and they were talking about their country and what was happening, one individual, they said, you know, when you've got all your earthly belongings in a plastic bag, then you really begin about think about eternity and you begin to think about life and what is it all about. And you know, today, dear friends, when circumstances change, we feel the void, the pain, the disappointment that it can bring nations, communities, families, individuals can be impacted. And I suppose in a sense today as we gather this Lord's morning, day morning, and we think of our nation and the loss of our monarch, the late Queen Elizabeth II, I'm sure there is that sense of void and maybe even uncertainty about the future and that disappointment that it brings. Don Carson, the theologian and writer who said, Pain, disappointment, uncertainty serve to make us bitter or make us better. And sometimes the words of the hymn, He washed mine eyes with tears that I might see, is so true many times in our lives. Here for the prophet Isaiah, we find the state of the nation that's outlined for us in chapters 1 through to chapter 5. And there are two points here that I want to bring before you this morning as we think of the condition of the nation at this time. The first one is that it was a time of prosperity. King Uzziah was a wise administrator. He had conquered the surrounding nations. He had built a city port. He championed agriculture and increased the nation's water supplies by digging wells and developing water courses. And we read in Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 7 something of the prosperity of this nation. Their land also is full of silver and gold. Neither is there any end of their treasures. Their land is also full of horses. Neither there any end of their chariots. 
There was prosperity, we see in verse 8. There was materialism, as the Word of God tells us here. Their land also is full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands, that which was the, their, their own fingers have made. There, there was the materialism. They were worshipping their materialism, and there was prosperity in the nation at this time. And during these years... People experience great riches and prosperity. And this gave the people a great confidence. And as the standard of life improved, people became more casual about the things of God. When I was in the Isle of Lewis a few months ago, having some meetings, an individual came to me after one of the meetings and he said, Brother, I see it like this. When our cupboards are full, our churches are empty. But when our cupboards are empty, our churches are full. And so often when there's prosperity, what there has been in our nation, people's attitude is, why do I need God? I don't need God in my life. I've got my house. I've got my caravan. I've got my country home. I've got my yacht. I've got, I've got, I've got. And I don't really need God. And in this nation at this time, there, it was a time of prosperity, but it was also a time of uncertainty. Now the king has died. And the news had spread from town to town, from house to house. The king has died. The question was, what would happen to the nation? King Uzziah had died. The throne of Judah was now empty. We understand that King Uzziah was a strong king. He was a good king. That is underlined for us in, in, in several times in Second Chronicles chapter 26, where we read three times that King Uzziah was a very strong king. He'd been on the throne for some 52 years. Now young Jotham, 25 years of age, who was untried, was going to take over the throne. Nobody knew how he would lead the nation. You can't be surprised that there was real anxiousness in the nation and about the future at this time when the king had died. And in this situation, we find that Isaiah did the right thing. Isaiah went to the house of God and he went to pray and seek God's face for the future of the people. And Isaiah turned to God for his help and comfort. In an hour of seeming defeat, he experienced a great Spiritual blessing. Our nation has lost its monarch of 70 years. For many of us, we have never known anyone else to reign. It has been the queen. She has left the scene of time. Our nation is mourning. There is uncertainty, I'm sure, in the hearts of many. A new prime minister, a new monarch, in the same week, in our nation... But my friends, I want to bring you to where Isaiah was at this moment and the experience that he had when King Uzziah died. The word of God tells us in verse 1, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. We need to see what Isaiah saw today. He saw God's position. You know, Isaiah saw God in his sovereignty. The earthly king had died, but the Lord still reigned. He saw the Lord in all his glory had a profound impact on the life of Isaiah. And when life seems to fall apart at the seams, we need to remember that God is still on the throne. God is still in control. 
And we see God's position. He reigns from everlasting to everlasting. The earthly monarchs will pass away. But my friends, the heavenly king, his throne is from everlasting to everlasting. Our God reigns today. Isaiah saw God in his position, the eternal, everlasting, almighty God. Not only did he see God in his position, but he saw God in his power. The word of God tells us here that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. My friends, this was a great vision that Isaiah had. It was a vision of greatness. It was a vision of grandeur. It was a vision of power. His robes, they filled the temple. Isaiah saw the heavenly throne in the year the king Uzziah died. On earth's throne was empty, but heaven's throne was occupied. And this is a wonderful lesson for us to learn today. Our trust is not in man, as the psalmist could say. But friends, we remember the words of that lovely old chorus. God is still on the throne and he will remember his own. The throne speaks of a position. It speaks of his power, the omnipotence of our God. He is supreme. He's all-powerful. With God, nothing is impossible. But you know, we also saw God's person at this moment. Because here we read in verse 3, And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. You know, the angels brings being the angels, uh, the angelic beings in the temple proclaimed the holy nature of God of heaven. Notice that they covered their faces with their wings. They proclaimed the glory of the Lord. And Isaiah finally understood that Uzziah might have been a good king. But the Lord was the holy God and he alone deserved the glory and the praise. And friends, we need to remember God's person today. He is holy, holy, holy. I know many people will take Isaiah 3 to confirm and to support the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to deny that today, but friends, when we want to emphasize something, we repeat it and hear God is saying, I am holy, holy, holy. This is my person. I am the Holy One. Your friends, I believe this is something we need to recapture in these days. When we think of God's position and we think of God's power, we need to think of God's person today. He is the Holy One. And you, God has called us to holiness in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Be holy as I am holy. But also, he saw God's presence. In verse 4, and the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. We're told that the house was filled with smoke. This was symbolic of the presence of God. We'll notice that God's train had filled the temple. God was the central figure in the temple. God was there. Isaiah, he saw God's presence. It was very real. You know, friends, today God's presence 
is with us. And for the child of God, the Lord has promised in Hebrews 13, 5, for he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, my friends. He is the only present God. The psalmist could say, if I go down into hell, behold, thou art there in the uttermost parts of the earth. If I go up into the heavens, behold, thou art there. Friends, he is with us in the brightness of the midday. He's with us in the darkness of the midnight. There in Acts 17, verse 27, he is not far from every one of us. We need to see what Isaiah saw. He saw God in the year the king Uzziah died. But then, friends, secondly, we need to sense what Isaiah sensed. And here we see in verse 5 of chapter 6, then said, I was me. For I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Yes, friends, we need to see what Isaiah saw. But we need to sense what Isaiah sensed. And here in verse 5, he sensed his own condition. When Isaiah saw the Lord, he realized that there was a problem in his own heart. And that is what happens when we get close to God, when we seek after God, my friends. We realize our own sinfulness before a holy God. It doesn't tell us here that God spoke, literally spoke to Isaiah. But my friends, God was in the presence. Isaiah was in the presence of God. Isaiah sensed the awesome holiness of God. And as he was in the very presence of God and sensed the power of God and saw the position of God, Isaiah sensed his condition before God. And that was that I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King. You know, friends, when God draws near to us and we sense the reality of God and who God is, it doesn't make us proud my friends, it humbles us before Almighty God. For afresh we realize how far we've fallen short of God's glory. Again, we realize our sinfulness before God and our need for God in our lives. And we sense our own condition because of God's holiness. Not only did Isaiah sense his own condition here, but he, he sensed his own cleansing. In verse 6 and 7, we See that God the Lord does come and he cleanses him. He provides a means for cleansing. Isaiah, it was an angel with a live coal from the altar. My friends, with us today, it's the precious blood of Jesus. As we read there in 1 John 1, 7 to 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The hymn writer penned those words, would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Dear friends, as we are gathered in the presence of Almighty God, the Holy One, today you sense your condition before God. You sense your need of God in your life. My friends, you sense it. And today there is cleansing through the blood of Jesus Christ when we come as we are to the Almighty God. Today... We need to see what Isaiah saw. We need to see God. Friends, we need to sense what Isaiah sensed. And that was his own need before the Lord. But thirdly, 
we need to say what Isaiah said. When we come to verse 8, we have the words of Isaiah, Here am I, send me. He said, I am available. You know, as soon as Isaiah gets his heart cleaned, he hears the call of the Lord to service. And when God said, when Isaiah said, here am I, he was saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to serve you. I'm ready to do what you want me to do. I'm ready to go where you want me to go. Everything to this point was preparation. But now God can call Isaiah and God can use him. The prophet is no longer wrapped up in his own needs. He wants to do the will of God. He is no longer broken, burdened by sin. He has been cleansed. He's no longer discouraged. He knows that God is on the throne. And now he's ready to serve God. You know, friends, the question for us today is, are you ready to serve God? Have you had a meeting with God that has changed your life? Are you in a place today where you are serving the King of Kings? We have come to that place where you have said, here am I, send me, and I'm ready to go where you want me to go. For Isaiah, it wasn't an easy mission field. It was the home mission field he was to go to his own people. And friends, that's not easy, but God said, I want you to go in verse 9, I want you to tell this people. And Isaiah, he said, how long do you want me to do this? Verse 11, then the Lord how long? And he answered, until the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without man and the land be utterly desolate. You know, friends, we're not serving God in an easy time. We're living in a postmodern society. We're living in an age where it's almost post-Christendom in our nation. Many few people want to hear the gospel. They don't want to hear the truth. We're living in that type of age. But friends, God has called us for such a time as this. And God has called us to serve him. And God will enable us to do that. God is here and that to bless us. And here, as we gather this morning, our monarch has passed away. But for Isaiah in his day, he saw God. He saw himself. He saw the need. He said, here am I. Send me. And today, God can take us. And God can use us for his glory. Mine are the hands to do the work. My feet shall run for thee. My lips shall sound the glorious news. Lord, here am I. Send me. May the Lord help us, comfort us, strengthen us, enable us, and may we be ready to serve the living and the true God and to wait for his Son from heaven. He's coming again. Are you ready for his coming? Are you prepared? And are you ready to serve him today? May God bless his word to our hearts. May we rise up and follow him and go forward in his name and in his strength and for his glory. Let's sing together from um, hymn number 679 in the hymn book. Go forth and tell, O church of God, awake. 
God's saving news to all the nations take. Proclaim Christ Jesus, Savior, Lord, and King, that all the world his worthy praise may sing. Go forth and tell. Let's sing together hymn number 679, please. <laughs> 